This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else. Dear friends near and far, greetings from Bushwick, New York. Welcome to the first September edition of Mondo Jazz. 
Normally, we like to focus on new and upcoming albums, as we prefer to celebrate musicians while they're active and alive. But in this first hour, we'll be focusing on Betty Davis and Charles Mingus, two artists who may no longer be with us physically, but continue to be with us in spirit through their records and the influence that they have exerted on generations of musicians that came after them. We will do that by focusing on recent and upcoming albums. In this case, reissues or beautiful repackaging of existing material, which had often become hard to find. We started with Betty Davis. At the top of the hour was Your Man, My Man, one of the pinnacles from her 1973 self-titled album, which the Seattle-based archival label Light in the Attic Records, which has been instrumental in drawing new attention to Betty Davis, has re-released at the end of August. It may be hard to believe, but there was a debut album which sounds as self-assured and cutting-edge today as it was when it first came out 50 years ago. Another release which brings us back to the magnificent 1970s is a new box set that focuses on the recordings that Charles Mingus made for Atlantic Records between 1973, the same year of the Betty Davis debut album, and 1979, the year that Charles Mingus passed away. The box set is entitled Changes, the complete 1970s Atlantic studio recordings. We will start with the opening track of the 1975 album Changes 1, Remember Rockefeller at Attica.
There was Remember Rockefeller at Attica by Charles Mingus. In these backs and forths between Mingus and Betty Davis against the background of 1970s America, let's now turn back to Betty Mabry, as she was named before getting married to Miles Davis, a few months after the two met in 1968 at the Village Gate. The thing about Betty Davis that is totally mystifying is how ahead of her time she was, both in terms of musical ideas and of her approach to music making, as she was a rare example for those days of a female artist that was independent, wrote all her songs and produced all her albums. Maybe the world at large, including Miles Davis, were not at all ready to handle this level of fearless independence. And that may be one of the reasons why she did not obtain the commercial success that her talents deserved, and ultimately she retreated into obscurity until the recent interest, sparked by the reissues of her albums by Light in the Attic Records in 2007, and then more recently through the 2017 documentary Betty, They Say I'm Different. The most recent wave of reissues by Light in the Attic includes this time also a record that had become mythical, Crashing from Passion, an album recorded in 1979 at a very challenging juncture for Betty Davis' life and career, which ended up being shelved and only released 15 years later as a bootleg. The version now published by Light in the Attic, on the other hand, has been prepared with the full approval of Betty Davis before her passing in 2022. From this record, which featured an eclectic range of styles and a motley crew of collaborators ranging from drummer Alphonse Mouzon and bassist Chuck Rainey to Martha Reeves and two of the Pointer Sisters, we're going to pick a song that shows a very rare side of Betty Davis. It is entitled Tell Me a Few Things. After that, we stick to the 1970s and revert to Charles Mingus thanks to the seven albums collected in the box set Changes. Mingus had already been under contract with Atlantic in the 1950s, however, he also recorded for other labels over time. In 1973, then, he signed his last recording contract with Atlantic Records, now that he was back on the scene for good after a number of years during which, following the passing of Eric Dolphy, he had completely withdrawn. This new box set contains the recordings from this last part of his career, duly remastered and sounding better than ever. The tune that comes next beautifully flows out of Betty Davis' Tell Me A Few Things. It's for Harry Carney, a tribute to Duke Ellington saxophonist Harry Carney composed by Mingus arranger Cy Johnson. Seen you for weeks. Who 
So charming, so very, very charming.
listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, this is Mondo Jazz, and we are focusing on the recent re-releases of seminal albums by Betty Davis and Charles Mingus. The last set was opened by Tell Me A Few Things by Betty Davis, followed by Charles Mingus with For Harry Carney. In the next set, both Betty Davis and Mingus get a little bit bluesier. At the top of the set is Let's Get Personal, from the 1976 album Is It Love or Desire? a record in which Betty Davis and her band were perhaps at the top of their form and yet, due to disagreements with the label Island Records, the album was shelved, bringing that band to an end and presaging Betty Davis' future withdrawal from the scene because in essence she was not willing to make compromises and the scene was not able to fully understand her, a price that people who are ahead of their time often end up paying for blazing new trails. After that we turn to three or four shades of blues, which is the title of both the tune that we're going to listen to and the Charles Mingos album, which was recorded in 1977 with an unusual array of guitarists, Larry Correal, John Schofield and Philippe Caterine. 
This was also the last album that Charles Mingus recorded as a bassist, and the title track is one of his classic suites. We'll get to it after Let's Get Personal by Betty Davis. You say I look like, but I'm not easy to know. Well, take off your socks and give me your coat. Sit down on my satin couch. Smoke that little hash. Ah, let's talk about it.
more tracks in this retrospective into the music that Betty Davis and Charles Mingus recorded in the 1970s. We started with Betty Davis and Let's Get Personal, followed by Three or Four Shades of Blues by Charles Mingus. Let's now shift to another signature song by Betty Davis, Your Mama Wants You Back, from her 1974 album They Say I'm Different. One thing that's very interesting to note is how, before the renewed interest in her music started, Betty Davis was mostly known for her brief association with Miles Davis, to whom she was married for a few months, but actually it was after their relationship ended that she blossomed musically, because that's when she could really fully embrace her own vision. Even though Betty Davis admitted learning a lot in terms of music from Miles, it was probably him who benefited most from this relationship as Betty affected his sense of style, helped him get away from drugs and encouraged his interest in the music of Jimi Hendrix, James Brown and Sly Stone, which gave a great boost to his career. By her second album, Betty Davis was in total control of the artistic process, and the title They Say I'm Different was perhaps both a commentary on her unique sound, as well as a call to be understood on her own terms and not by comparison to others. When you listen to Your Mama Wants You Back, you will understand why. Back to Mingus, we then turn to a song whose title might have perfectly fit the mystique that was built around Betty Davis, even though Mingus wrote this song well before Betty Davis was known. Devil Woman. We will be listening to the rendition of this tune included on the 1979 album Me, Myself and I, one of the seven CDs in the new box set entitled Changes which focuses on his 1970s output for Atlantic Records. This was the first album in which Mingus could not actively play the bass due to the worsening of his ALS symptoms, but he was firmly in charge of a very large ensemble featuring, featuring George Adams, Michael Brecker, Pepper Adams, Jack Walroth, Randy Brecker, Donnie Richmond and Steve Gadd, and many more, with two bass players, George Mraz and Eddie Gomez, filling the void caused by Mingo's absence behind the upright bass. We will get to Devil Woman after the song coming up next, Your Mama Wants You Back by Betty Davis. Thank you. 
Your Mama Wants You Back by Betty Davis and Devil Woman by Charles Mingus were the two songs in this set, which is part of an edition of Mondo Jazz that is looking back at the 1970s output by these influential musicians on the occasion of the re-release of some of their albums. Let's do one last round, and this time we will start with Charles Mingus and the opening track from the album Mingus Moves, entitled Canon. Released in 1973, Mingus Moves was the first of the records of his final Atlantic Records phase, and featured the return of a longtime collaborator like drummer Donnie Richmond, as well as the arrival of two musicians that were destined to play a key role in the later part of Mingus' career, 
Don Pullen on piano and George Adams on tenor saxophone. After that, we get even further back in time to an early recording of Betty Davis from 1968, when she did the first of two recording sessions for Columbia Records, which ultimately were not released. The first one dates back to her relationship and collaboration with the South African trumpeter Yuma Sekela. The later session, just a few months later, would already be part of the Miles Davis era. Again, it's a complete mystery why these sessions were not released, but the reason why it's particularly interesting to listen to the 1968 session is to get a sense of how much her music changed between that session, where she already sounded great but was still rather conventional, and the other albums that we feature today, which were recorded only a few years later, and well after she had freed herself from the relationship with Miles Davis. The tune we're going to listen to from this album, entitled The Columbia Years, 1968-1969, is My Soul is Tired. Up next, Charles Mingus and the tune entitled Canon.
Listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit organization of self-funding volunteers. Of course, there are considerable costs associated with this operation. And if you like what you hear on Mondo Jazz, why not support Radio Free Brooklyn with a pledge of your choice? Or getting one of Radio Free Brooklyn's t-shirts, hats, or other cool merch from www.radiofreebrooklyn.com/donate. The last two tracks of this section of Mondo Jazz dedicated to the recent re-releases of albums by Patty Davis and Charles Mingus started with Canon by Mingus, which was followed by My Soul is Tired by Betty Davis. Let's then finish the first part of today's show with a tune that was inspired by Betty Davis, or Betty Mabry, her birth name. The track is of course Mademoiselle Mabry, from the Miles Davis album Fields de Kilimanjaro. Miles recorded it with his band featuring Wynne Shorter on saxophone, Tony Williams on drums, and two musicians who appeared for the first time on a Miles Davis record, Dave Holland on bass and Chick Corea on keyboards and piano. The recording took place on the 24th of September of 1968, just one week before Miles Davis and Betty Mabry would get married. The tune has a suspended sensuality which is perhaps the reflection of a still blissful phase in which the two were at the time. Interestingly, the tune is a reworking by Gil Evans, who composed and arranged the album Uncredited, of a Jimi Hendrix classic, The Wind Cries Mary. And the same happened for another tune inspired by Betty Mabry for this album, Felon Baran, which was based on Jimi Hendrix's If Six Was Nine. And right there lies the greatest proof to Betty Mabry's influence on the music of Miles Davis of those years. He was a musician at the top of his game who, however, was no longer the hip artist that he used to be, given the fact that the younger generations were obsessing on Jimi Hendrix, James Brown or Sly Stone, 
those same musicians that Betty Davis admired and whose influences she passed down to Miles, something that ultimately contributed to Davis' embracing of these new musical inputs, which in turn brought him back to the top of the hip hill. And so, out of this turbulent but short-lived relationship, Miles Davis came out on top, whereas it's far from clear if Betty Davis had comparable benefits, with Miles Davis actually sabotaging her career, but at least she has been getting a lot of attention in the past 15 years or so, thanks to the reissues by the Light in the Attic Records label. Okay, that's enough, here it is, Mademoiselle Mabri by Miles Davis.
This is the end of the first half of today's edition of Mondo Jazz. The second half will be online in a few days. Stay tuned. Listen to Mondo Jazz every Wednesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else 